It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome once again. It is episode number three, concessions, excuse me, confessions and concessions to be made. You can tell that we're already thinking about football season and Hurricane Irma. Confessions of a Serial Salesman. It is episode three of this podcast. And uh, congratulations, Steve Nudelberg. Uh, this podcast of yours blowing up just a little bit. Just a little, just blowing up just a little bit. You know what? I think it's because you keep the bumpers on it, man. I want to provide value. These are conversations that salespeople and business leaders are having and these topics that we're talking about each week takeaways do provide value yeah. you, you bring it back i can talk you know mile a minute go wide you keep it narrow um the guests that we're having are great today's guests one unbelievable of my, one of my favorites infotainment i like to call it a little information a little entertainment a little compelling but a takeaway something you can use to implement make your life better make your career better at the end of the day that's what you're doing is making the lives and careers of people just a little better with all that you do and when you speak and when you're right. All actionable stuff. None of this, hey, I got to go deep and think about it. Little small changes create these gigantic you know, action. And, and when we got started, my Freudian slip there on concessions. Again, we're thinking football season because it is college football. Week one just done, moving in and out. Week one of the NFL. And, and we're also thinking about concessions being made because Hurricane Irma is currently a Category 5 at the time we tape this. And we're keeping an eye on that. We want everyone to be prepared, not scared. No panic, just preparation. Oh, I like that. Prepared, not scared. Yes. I, I like that. I, I'm, I will tell you, I have a little anxiety, you know, in my, you know, got up this morning and sort of checked in on it and starting to talk about wins 180 or so, man, that's category five. That'll blow and blow your house down. Yeah. That's a little frightening. <laughs> Confessions of a serial salesman, 27 rules for influencers and leaders that will change your life and business written by Steve Nudelberg himself. And we get into chapters. Each week on the podcast, because there are 27 rules, and we get into each of those rules. And today, the rule that you want to discuss is rule number 27, give to get. Give to get. Before we bring our guest in, what do you mean by give to get? So it's great. All of the rules work together. You know, The first six or seven rules are really about what you're doing in the morning to set up your day. Then there's actionable stuff about the mindset of a salesperson. Mm-hmm. But some of it is just life, how you live your life. And um, I believe... The universe tells you the more you give, the more you get. Salespeople are programmed to go get, get me the business, get me the appointment, get me all this stuff. Well, as today's guest will, will show us, um, legitimately, the more you give, the more you get. And that's why we're on the planet. And it's why you see guys like J.J. Watt doing what he does. Incredible. Unbelievable. Incredible. Just, you know, $20 million in, in a week, you know, pulling together what he's capable of doing. So he's not thinking of getting. He's It's a connected world, though, unlike any other time. True. And in sales Very and true. business, you have to remember your audience has their own audience. So when you are always networking, remember networking is one letter away from not working. You have to remember your audience on social media, they have their own audiences, too. There's People, no doubt when that. we're done, you're working with us. 
You are on board. We'll see. Our meeting the other night, you have (laughs) ideas. Oh, yeah. You have actionable stuff that we we can talk about. Actually taking that stuff to market, that's how it happens. Uh, Speaking of taking things to market, let's bring in our guest, CEO, founder of Photo & Go, Wall keepers, owner of accessories. You say the greatest entrepreneur you've ever known, Steve. My favorite. Your favorite my entrepreneur favorite. My, that my you've favorite. ever known, Warren Struhl. Welcome to the podcast. It's nice to meet you, sir. Thank you for letting me be here. That's a lot of pressure to be Steve Nudelberg's favorite entrepreneur. It's crazy. Of all time. It's crazy. I, I, I actually weigh, uh, uh, lay awake uh, at night. <laughs> Nervous that he calls me that. I hope your Twitter bio simply states that. Steve Nodelberg's favorite entrepreneur. Please please look at it now. When when, when rule number 27 speaks of give to get, Steve wrote the question, how can I be of service of you? How can that you wrote that into this chapter here? What does it mean when you see this, this chapter give to get? What does that mean to you as a successful and a favorite entrepreneur? Well, you know, I grew up and blessed with a uh, long lineage of uh, family going back a couple generations who have, in my opinion, written the book on giving. All right. Uh, I guess my dad, who passed away four years ago, in my book was the legend of giving. And um, actually, a quick story. I used to wake up once in a while in the middle of the night, go to the kitchen for some water. And my dad was a um, owned a small business, mm-hmm. but um, went into the kitchen, and I'd see stacks of envelopes on the kitchen table, and my dad was barely seen behind the stack. These are tall stacks. Tall stack. Uh-huh. And I said, that, what are you doing? Don't worry about it. Go back to sleep. My father, on a weekly basis, used to put $100 checks in as many solicitations that came to his mailbox during the course of that week. Really? Whether wow. it be religious institutions, hospitals, or educational institutions. He never, ever said no. $100 bills, $100 checks, and as many, many envelopes he can stuff. And uh, literally, I couldn't see his face because he was behind the stack. So I um, was blessed in seeing this. So I was driven at a young age to do a lot of the same things. And I'm blessed with being able to, over the years, copy my dad and um, work hard, be somewhat successful, and uh, give as much as I can, and uh, I, I followed in his footsteps. I think in a reasonable way. By the War- way, he's pretty humble too. I mean, humble, pr- pretty successful. With, with- <laughs> yeah, Warren Stroll joining us on Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast episode number three. Uh, that's a pretty good example to follow. There is a saying that our character is defined by how we treat those that can do nothing for us. The philanthropic spirit of your dad, and clearly passed to you. These aren't folks that are going to do anything to help him directly. Now, were they? Absolutely not. In fact, they had no idea who he was. And and it was never done with an intent or purpose for credit or to grow business. Nope. In fact, when we were blessed in selling our first business, uh, my dad asked my brother and I to anonymously give a large, the first large check of our family, uh, from our family to a um, uh, education, a school that my father was attached to, and one of the guiding posts was that no one would ever find out that it came from him. Why do you think this was your, your father's drive in life? There, there has to be an experience that forms and shapes your desire to just do for others without asking or wanting anything in return. I, I got to tell you, uh, his dad passed away when he was just 16, when my dad was just 16, and um, I, I, I would like to just suggest that it's in, there, in the Struhl family DNA. 
Really? Uh, his dad, uh, his grandfather were leaders in the community um, and just did the same exact thing 70, 80 years ago. So I don't know, maybe the, the water they were drinking in Jersey City, New Jersey at the time or something. <laughs> Jersey boy. But uh, it, it just it was passed down to my dad it's very special, clearly. It's a special gift to have. Steve Nodelberg, you write in Chapter 27, give to get. Give to get. It's, it's putting the, you know, the horse in front of the cart, if you will. In other chapters we've discussed, there's an order to this. Uh, for you, giving to get means ultimately what? So, you know, the, uh, my story with Warren is we were in the Bahamas working on a business deal, checking out a location. The end of the day comes, pretty excited. We're on the plane. It's dark. It gets a little windy. It starts rocking the plane a little mm-hmm. bit. And I look over at him and I go, why would you continue to do this? Yeah. You've had multiple exits. You're very successful. Uh, you don't need to do this. You don't need to be on these small planes and rocky winds and turbulence. You don't need to be there. And he said something to me that's a game changer, and this is why I wrote the book. This is why I love being around him and people of his, of his style and elk. Um, he said, I haven't made enough money to give away what I want to give away. And I wanted wow. to stand up and go running up and down the aisles of the plane. I was like, wow, there isn't anybody that I have ever met that said that. And so I think it's about focus. You know, if you focus on me, 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 and always about getting, you know, it, it closes off the universe. If you think about giving and helping other people, he's been very, very, very good to me. I'm very fortunate. We have a friendship far beyond our business relationships. And you are what you hang out with and so hang it like the company you keep the company you keep so you know for me it it is learning that i have something to offer you first and in the basic sense of sales when you get in front of somebody who could be a potential prospect Mm -hmm. if you're thinking about what can i sell them what can i sell them what can i sell very selfish self-serving right versus anybody who is in business you can offer something to them you can offer them advice you, sh- you probably can offer them a referral. And an introduction. The minute you offer them a referral, they never leave because no one else does that. So, you know, the idea that, you know, oh, and by the way, if you do decide to get involved in giving, who do you think is on the board of all of these amazing charities? Good things come back it's around. It's the who's who of the world. They're giving back. So when I saw it in action, and it's not a one-time thing, it's not for the adulation and, you know, all of the, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's standing around clapping for what he's done. He's involved in some stuff in Israel that when he shares it to me, I get chills and, mm. you know, and you, you can speak to it if you want because it's awesome. You gave me an opening. We, uh, <laughs> my family and I are blessed to have gotten involved with a uh, children's home, an orphanage in Israel many years ago. Uh, 247 kids live in a place in Netanya, Israel, and I consider my wife and I and my family consider these these children ours. And interestingly, just last week, my daughter um, became the U.S. head of that orphanage. You're kidding. And is in charge of helping these children who are subject to abuse and and all kinds of other issues in Israel and were brought in by an unbelievable um, family. person named Yehuda who's become my brother in Israel and runs this place and, and really has created lawyers, doctors, and hugely successful people from this home, literally some of the kids from birth that have entered into the home. So that's yeah. amazing. How do you put a monetary value on yeah, that? My, you don't. And my daughter now taking over, you know, 20 years awesome. later to do this, she's just 23. It's a pretty big deal for us. So this really is in the DNA. This is in the Stroll DNA. This is because uh, some would say, leaning on my psychology background, 
You saw your dad, the stock of the envelopes late at night when you get to water, and you said, because we all want to make our dads proud, right? Part of what drives you is a desire not only to keep that legacy, but also to earn that pride, to know that somewhere, somehow, he's proud of you. And now your daughter's following same suit. Exactly. There's no rebellion here. Exactly. There's no entitlement here. You got it. That's an amazing principle I wish to live. And what a gift to pass down from the family. Warren Stroll joining us on the confessions of a serial salesman, Steve Nudelberg, myself, Josh Cohen. It's a rule in the book, but it's really a way to live life. I have learned myself, and you see it now, there is something addictive. There is an addictive quality to, to, to helping others. Not everyone can write a check, not just one, but hundreds for a $100 bill. But when you saw the storm coverage People on jet skis and in boats in Houston doing what they could. They're like, on to the next one. Who else now can we help? What more can we do? There is something addictive, not because of the credit you're going to get, but the feeling that it is that you're somehow enriching mankind. It's it's really well said. I I never looked at it as an addiction, but as you said the word, I guess I am. I guess I am. You said on the plane. You said that. That's how you framed it up. It was like, this is who I am, which I think makes you a different person in the business world, you're, you're different than a lot of people I deal with, you know, and that's what I love about you. That's, that's great. It's giving to get is chapter 27. Uh, the basis for you to write this, Steve, in your book was what? The idea that, that said, here's a chapter, here's why we must share this idea. What are people doing wrong? So, so as a serial networker, you know, I meet people and my first instinct is to listen to what they're saying and see who in my world I can introduce them to mm-hmm. That can help them. You know, it's kind of funny because it leads to the other rule that I want to talk about today, Mm -hmm. which is if you pay attention, you can learn lots from the people that are around you, not necessarily for sales or whatever, but what value can I bring to you right up front? Because people then say to themselves, they go, wow, I'm not even doing business with this guy yet. And he's already brought me value. No, you know, think about the people who sell you stuff year in and year out and you see them only one time a year insurance brokers are, you know, uh, notorious for this. They show up, they do the renewal, and they're gone. Mm -hmm. Well, how many other businesses does that insurance broker deal with that they could just make an introduction and say, by the way, here's somebody you should meet. So as a rule, I grew up knowing that the power of the people around me, I'd always be able to help somebody do something, Mm -hmm. even if it was just the knowledge and that's how Warren and I met. We actually met. I don't know if you remember. We actually met uh, with Michael Yormark at a uh, at a Panther game. We exactly. were in a suite, and we didn't really know each other mm-hmm. at that time. Brooklyn Bagels was was a sponsor, really? and we went downstairs to get bagels. Man, I was like, yeah, we had a bagel with cream cheese. <laughs> we had a bagel with, with a, a sesame bagel, <laughs> and, and that was the bond. And that, that was the vibe. The actually, moment. he said to me, "He goes, which is which? What I love." was no agenda. Hey, let's grab a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I went up to his office. That's your world. Nice. You don't so do lunches. Great. You do five cups of coffee a day. Let's <laughs> grab Let's grab a coffee. We, yep. we, we got coffee. He shared with me a new project that he was working on. Mm-hmm. I love the project. He thought I could add value. And the next thing you know, we were working on sheets. <laughs> so it was uh, amazing. It was incredible. Um, and, and it's been that kind of ride. And, and he's, you know, the value of, of us, the, the knowledge I was able to give him from a sales perspective in a couple of the businesses that we've worked on together really saved the learning curve. And that's really our value proposition in the marketplace is that if you could learn stuff real fast, you don't make the same mistakes. Right. So, you know, that, and Avoid he's that. a master, 
bastard. Warren Stroll is our guest on Confessions of a Serial Salesman, CEO and founder, Photo and Go, Wallkeepers, owner of Successory, Steve Nudelberg's favorite entrepreneur. I often say I advise people constantly on the air, off the air. It is not what we do. It is why we do it. Because I can do the right thing for the wrong reason. I can help the attractive young female get her bag in the overhead compartment on the plane. Right? The right for the wrong reason. Oh, that's a great one. And sometimes you can do the wrong thing for the right reasons, if you will. It's your motivation behind it. When you come from a family that doesn't want credit, that isn't trying to have buildings named after, perhaps, per se, but it's because your intent, it's the motivation. You're doing it just because it's the right thing to do. It's the good thing to do. Doesn't it seem like when you're good to the universe, the universe is good back to you? Um, it's it's proven itself. It's proven itself through my life, and uh, um, I'm sure that it will continue to go that way. And it's just uh, again, it's it's a uh, it, it it worked for the Struels for many generations, and uh, I'm I'm going to continue as hard as I can to make that happen. That's why we do it. It's the motivation behind it, doing the right thing, business perhaps, well, because yeah. of mutual benefit, right? I think, All business has to be for it to work. It has to be symbiotic. And I think that part of what he brings to the table is this vision. He sees things differently than... How so? Um, so every single thing that you've been involved in has been a trend. And I would love you to speak about this. Sure. Because you see behavior that could or should change, and you've done things about that, and... I can't think of any more powerful way to be in business than to pick up those trends and satisfy. And some of the stuff that's in your pipeline is still my You're seeing trends before they become trends? Well, it's interesting. If I look back in my my crazy history, 28 years or so being an entrepreneur, and uh, I, too, wrote a book a few years ago um, called Starting Them Up, which sort of documents some of these trials and tribulations. And you know, I'm just not afraid to get up at bat. I mean, that's just sort of the theme of the book. Mm-hmm. Not afraid at all. Um, and, and I guess the, the theme of, of a bunch of my businesses, both past and, and current, is I see things a little bit differently, opportunities differently within really big industries. So three quick examples. My Please. first business was in the paper business. And when I founded my first company, Paper Direct, and in uh, the late 80s, um, uh, people thought I was just crazy. Just I was going to sell paper for laser printers mm-hmm. and inkjet printers by mail. Paper is really heavy. Paper, no one knew what a laser printer was. It right. was $12,000. And under the nose of International Paper and Weyerhaeuser and Georgia Pacific, they all laughed at me. And, and you know, just a couple of years later, we built a close to $100 million business. We were shipping 15,000 orders a day internationally and again right under the noses of the paper giants and no one understood what i was doing until about two years into it next business was the snack food business i started a popcorn business Mm -hmm. uh just thought that there was no good popped popcorn in the marketplace it was every everything was microwaved if you will and started a company called popcorn indiana which if you could speak real quickly to how that started with our friend isaiah sure I, i came up with the idea of, um, of really my obsession with Howard Schultz redefining, reinventing coffee. And coffee I, business. Coffee business and made it a social thing. Uh, my first start in the popcorn business was actually creating popcorn bars, actual places where you can sit, share a bowl of popcorn, um, because even strangers put their hands in the same bowl and share a bowl of popcorn. Strange. It's really, Strange. really social. Yeah. yeah. little lemonade on ice, and that was the original concept. Um, 
as Steve mentioned, got a call after had a couple stores from a guy named Isaiah Thomas. He just came to New York City, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, um, his agent called me he, because he said Isaiah is just obsessive about two things, basketball and popcorn. <laughs> and uh, can we meet? So I thought it was a sort of 50-50 that it was a hoax. But a week later, um, Isaiah and I went to lunch, mm-hmm. and he literally got emotional telling me how he grew up with um, basically very little food in the refrigerator, mm-hmm. but he and his buddies used to wait outside uh, the stadium and take out of the dumpster very large bags of excess popcorn, and that's what they lived on, mm-hmm. literally lived on. Mm-hmm. And um, that carried him through for several years, and uh, when he heard about our place and walked into my store in Times Square, he literally reached out to me and said, i got to be a partner. Mm-hmm. And literally within a month, he became a financial partner, a co-founder of the business. Crazy story. You're almost creating a trend. There's a, there's a difference between seeing it on the rise and getting it at the right time and then dictating to the people what it is you know that they will want. Correct. I mean, we, we literally started when I went to from stores and then I went to Walgreens and Walmart and Costco. They looked at me like, well, we don't really sell this stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, of course, because no one ever offered it to you. Take a bag. Put it in your mouth. Yeah. Hear the crunch. Taste the, the salty and sweet nature of this kettle corn. And um, literally from there, that fueled 15 years ago the fastest growing snack food category in the last probably 50 years. It's been on 15% growth. The industry in general, Amazing. which didn't exist, 50 competitors today. And um, actually, we just sold the business last week to another snack food company, but it was a really uh, interesting run. You have to be able to see things differently. Number one, and yes. number two, he brought up another great point. He's got balls of steel. Yeah. It, you know, I'm willing to tell you something up front that nobody else can. Is you learn that about. though, Warren? Can you learn the ability to see things differently? No, zero chance. You keep yeah. people think that they can. People want to be entrepreneurs, but have no vision whatsoever. I've employed, thankfully, uh, a few thousand people in my years, and some people think they really have vision of product or of ideas of services, but you either got it or you don't. It's just innate. Some folks probably have this within them, and they just don't know how to tap into that resource. No doubt. No doubt. But some people just really can't see it. Mm -hmm. They just can't see it. So so one of the chapters that I wrote about, which is called Learn to Earn, you know, Warren, and I wrote him into this chapter because- And we discussed this in the podcast. Rule number eight. Learn to earn. Learn about before you can actually go and sell. He would call me middle of the night. I got an idea. This is what I'm thinking about. Who do you know in that space that we can talk to? I said, here's three people. I bring three people to him and tell me this is because I wrote it in. He would look them in the face and go, teach me whatever it is you can about the business. And talking about giving, people give it up. They will tell you their trials and tribulations. And, and, and they like to also probably share their stories. Yes, I mean, they probably exactly also right. like to talk Absolutely. about themselves and, their, and their, 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 their path. So he would learn, and we would watch this process of learning and validating all of the conversations. So I think, you know, the combination that Warren brings to the table is, you know, this vision, this idea that he's willing to put himself out there. But there's a lot of learning that goes into this stuff because he gets a gut, and then he says, wait a minute, this is not happening, and I think it could. And, you know, to bring it full circle, our photo business you know, is typically, you know, he calls me up one day and says, uh, you have a favorite photo? I said, yeah. He goes, where is it? it it's in my phone. He goes, mm-hmm. have you ever put it on the wall or on your desk or whatever? No, it's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I'm going to solve that. 
<laughs> he's doing it now. So it's, correct? <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah, it, it's uh, look. I, I my, my, as Steve said, my two so, two of my uh, favorite words are "teach me" because uh, I can read as much as I can and I can Google as much as I can, but love finding the source of someone that's been through something, even if it's not direct. It doesn't mean I'm going to listen. And it doesn't mean I'm going to um, stop doing what I'm doing just because somebody said, ah, eh, nobody's really sold right. these kind of products in the marketplace. But I want to hear it. I want to learn. So uh, my first boss, actually, when I was in the real estate business out of college in 84, one of his first words to me was, knowledge is power. Knowledge those is power. Th- knowledge is power. And those three words really changed my brain when I was in my early 20s. And I guess that's sort of the teach me you know, the Warren Struhl teach me line is all part of that. And, and, um, I think it's imperative before you dive in, you learn, um, and take that information and decide whether you still want to dive or not. I was a college kid working in the summertime to make cash to go back to college again in the fall. Saratoga racetrack where the horses run the beautiful thoroughbreds in upstate New York. And for the daily racing form, you'd hear the commercial running between every race. Knowledge is power. And another tagline, they said, smart people don't know all the answers, but they know where to find them. Wow. And, and Google, in a lot of ways, now helps you find the answers, but you were doing this before Google. You were smart because you realized you don't have the answers, but you, this guy does, and this girl right. does, and I'm going to take some of theirs. I think, I think I was the first guy, actually, to mention Google, I guess because my, uh, my obsession about learning uh, about different things. I was the first guy, I think, that signed up to Google Alerts, and still really? people today don't even use them. So I have... 50 core Google alerts on any single business, any single theme, any single uh, interest. And I'm the first to know. <laughs> and my, my phone goes off all day. Uh-huh. But those Google alerts that tell me something was posted somewhere in the environment of the, the Internet that I am the first to know. I have a buddy in New York who's in the real estate business. And, and literally before any press hits the press, I call him and congratulate him right. because – I read trend. about it before he does. Because you're aware of the trend before it's a trend. How, how much of this, guys, comes out of sitting down, looking around, and observing people? What they're doing, what they're not doing, how they're doing it. How much of this comes from paying attention to what the possibilities could be? Well, I, I think it's all about that. I think the whole photo opportunity came to me a few years ago. Um, you know, Shutterfly's been there forever, mm-hmm. Snapfish been there forever, and there's a bunch of other players. But something inside of me told me that so many people just still didn't physicalize their best, not all, but their best digital photo. Mm-hmm. And literally, I, I asked hundreds and hundreds, maybe a thousand people the same question. I asked Steve, show me your favorite photo. Show it to me. Right. And at the time, they had 50 pictures, 100 pictures. You know, now they got thousands. Well, let me ask you a question about that photo. Does it live on a wall, desk, or shelf? And you know what the answer was? It wasn't no. It wasn't yes. They got mad at me. Why are you getting mad at me? Did you ever hear of Shutterfly? What's your problem? Mm. You ever hear of Costco? Why didn't you physicalize it? And they gave me all the reasons why I started the business because it was just hard. It was just hard. And today we're blessed to have been working on for several years now some really awesome technology about to blow it up right now, right in front of our eyes to really make this $5 billion industry of photo physicalization, we hope, into a market of 50. So stay tuned. Warren Stroll, CEO, founder of Photo & Go. Wallkeepers, owner of Successories, joining us on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman. The book, the same name, 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders That Will Change Your Life and Business, written by our guy, Steve Nudelberg. 
who's been observing his favorite entrepreneur the last couple of minutes and learning in the process. You're I, learning in the process to earn every, in the process. Every time I'm with this guy, I, I learn. He, uh, there, there's one specific time that, uh, you know, and this is when you know you have a really, really, really good relationship. We uh, go out for dinner, which he very rarely goes out for dinner. But That's why I'm so scared. We, 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 had, <laughs> Not. we, we had just opened up the, the first photo and go store. We went across the street to grab a bite to eat. And uh, she says, I want to ask you a question. And uh, he goes, uh, what the fuck do you do? And I was like, what? It's a and, fair question. And he called me out and he says, you know, people ask me all the time. This was a couple of years ago. People ask me all the time, like they know you, but they don't know what you do. Right. And it was, again, one of those major lessons that good people around you shake you and say, do make sure that you are telling people what you do and, you know, live that life. And what I do better than anybody and what I have more passion for is business development and connecting people. And so the more you're closer to your passion, which it takes somebody with vision, which is why I'm so blessed have this guy in my life for him to say that to me. I was offended at first. <laughs> totally. I was like, <laughs> right, no, no lie. Totally I was, like, was going to jump across the table and say, well, you, you disarmed him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. But, but he did it. And that's, that's what a good friend does. That's what somebody who cares about you deeply. So I just feel so blessed that that's happened in my life. And I love working with the guy. He challenges me. He's pushed me to limits that, you know, so wh- why is he in the book? My book, you know, is 40 years of meeting people, you know, not exactly like him. And I have lots of great entrepreneurs that I've had the pleasure of working with. The reason why I call him my favorite is that he just stands alone as the guy who rings my bell more than it is. Warren Stroll, congratulations on all your success. And for the first time, I'm going to say a sentence I've never uttered. I hope you never beat your addiction. I hope your addiction stays with you for the remainder of your days. This need to continue to help others and inspire others to help others because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, what greater impact can you have with your life than positively affecting the lives of others? So congratulations on all that you do. Thank you very much. Amen. Appreciate you greatly. Steve, it's time for you to tell me something good. This is how you, we mentioned on each of the podcast episodes, when you meet people, when you say hello, you don't say, how you doing? Hey, you ask them to tell you something good. So now's your chance to share with your audience just the same. So something good this week is run for the hills because we got a bad boy <laughs> storm coming our way. So uh, this prepared, is, not scared. No, this is no game this week, guys. This is the the real deal. They're already talking in Gainesville about canceling the game. Florida State mm-hmm. talking about canceling the yep. game. So. Um, be prepared, not scared. Is that what you said? That's good. Be prepared, not scared. That's an aha Preparation, not panic. You know, I, I, I think that's really well said. And I know people have a tendency to stay behind and not heed no. these warnings. Take it serious. This one is one you want to, you know, so something good is that we have the ability to plan for this. Go out and do it. Listen up, Paul. Just, just do, do it. Just preparation, not panic. Prepared, not scared. All right, want to do it again next week? What do you think? It's going you know, good. I think we're gaining some momentum, man. You know, we, yeah. we were Facebook Live yeah. today. Hello, Facebook Live. Um, I said, let's do it again. I say, let's do it again. Let's I think uh, we'll have some fun guests. For Steve Nodelberg, Josh Cohen, reminding you. My man, Warren. And Warren, of course. <laughs> 
pick up the book, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders That Will Change Your Life and Business. This has been Episode 3 of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast, and we'll see you next time. Baboom.